This is Inside the FLX from FingerLakes1.com. I'm Ted Baker, and I'm joined by the proprietor of Bella's Sicilian Ristorante in downtown Geneva, fellow Geneva Rotarian Dick Austin. Uh, Dick, thanks for taking the time. Anytime. Anytime. I wanted to talk to somebody in the industry about this recent ban on styrofoam takeout containers and the impact, and we'll get to that in a moment. Let's start at the beginning and work our way up to today. When did you and your business partner purchase Bella's? Uh, so we... Uh Geez, we formed the company back in 2017, so this upcoming Mother's Day will be four years. And so spring of 2020, COVID hits, restaurants get shut down. Did you have any idea that that might be coming? Did you have any plans in advance? What are we going to do if this happens? Or was it, boom, we have to change everything we do? Boom, we have to change everything we have to do. You know, it's, uh, you know, like anything else, uh, when you have a massive paradigm change, it's survive or die. Um, so for the time being during COVID, we actually, unfortunately, we had to lay off 90% of our staff. Uh, so I came in and uh, myself and my fiance, my sister, my mother, we really turned it into a, you know, a small, pretty concise operation of just doing takeout, just to go only. Uh, but in that case, we... We thrived. I mean, we had just as much, if not more, business than we'd had in previous years. Um, and it really helped. You know, a lot of businesses shut down. They opened up, shut down, opened up. We decided, listen, we're going we're gonna to make a concise choice, and we are going to stay open, and we're going to remain open. And, I mean, in the case of Bella's, you really sell the experience of dining as much as you do the food. So that would be kind of a double whammy to have that experience now taken away. Yeah, I mean, we tried to keep some of that alive. One of the big experiences that we have, of course, with Tomas, uh, who's my business partner, and, of course, Mike, who's our other partner. Tomas really does a lot of the uh, entertainment. Uh, He kind of put his own twist on it where he just did Facebook Live. So, you know, the the walking around, the saying what's going on, how are we doing, the singing, the birthdays, the anniversary, he kind of transitioned that into a Facebook Live that he still does now. I mean, he just got back about a month ago from a couple-week long trip in Italy, and he Facebook Live for the restaurant there, showing the different sites he was at, doing some singing with some people over there. So it really has become a commonplace, and it really is one of the staples that people are used to with what we offer. And I think that's, you know, helped with the longevity and the, you know, the up and down of, COVID and the, you know, of course, crises that we're, that we're always experiencing. So do you think one of the big keys to getting through COVID was the fact that you made that decision early on and stuck with it? And right, like you said, some people came and went and, you know, some places you'd go on their Facebook page and the hours weren't up to date and you really didn't know, are they open, are they not open? Do so you think being decisive was a big key? Yeah, I mean, it's you got to make that decision and then you have to live with it and then you have to follow through with it. And it's the, it's the consistency. You know, um, that was the big thing because people, you know, I would have people, you know, come in that said, geez, you know, we saw that this place was open and we went there and they were closed. You know, and we, you know, we really don't like that because, again, if you, you know, if you mess it up or you foul it up a couple times, you're going to, you know, the word's going to get out there and then people are going to start avoiding you instead of trying to seek you out. So. So you're right across the center from this, uh, across the street from the Smith Center for the Arts. And so even if. Restaurants hadn't been shut down. I'm sure that would have hurt. That must be a, a pretty decent chunk of business as people that come to dinner before a show. Yeah, I mean, the you know, the live concerts, the music, the theater events, uh, the talks that they have there, the guest speakers. You know, we were almost guaranteed when there was a live event happening at the Smith, we'd have a sellout crowd. 
Um, you know, we would see an influx of reservations. We would make sure we had extra staff on hand. We made sure we, you know, tweaked some of the processes so people got their food faster because they were going to be going to something after. Um, so yeah, it took a it took a toll. But again, it's like anything else. You just you got to bob and weave, and you gotta you gotta roll with the punches. You know, you got to take the highs and the lows. At the end of the day, it's a law of averages. I know you do have your Bella's Gives Back program where you donate proceeds to charitable organizations, and we'll talk about the details of that in a moment. But do you think, is that a reason why people supported you during the pandemic, is, is you build up goodwill? Because and, and, I know in my little town, you know, we did that with a local restaurant. We said, we want to keep these guys going. Let's make sure we throw them some takeout business. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the giving back in the community to support, you know, um, has always been part of our mission statement. You know, that's one of the, you know, reasons why, you know, you and I are still both in Rotary. And that's something that I learned from being a Rotarian is, you know, you, you know, you help others less fortunate than yourself. Um, you know, uh, I've always said it and I've always quoted it that one of my favorite quotes is from Teddy Roosevelt, you know, those with the ability to help have the responsibility to help. Um, and that has come back around a lot to help us in terms of business. We just recently um, did the biggest catering order we ever have for the Geneva City School District prior to Christmas. Their interim superintendent had contacted us and said, geez, you know, I'd like to personally cater a lunch for every building and she paid for it out of her own pocket she came down we had a great chat we took a photo um and you know she said you know i'm doing this because we know how much the restaurant supports the community and you know we want to and i want to support you so um while it's not always apparent um it's always known that the work that we do and that you know the help that we try to give um you know comes back and helps us in this time of difficulty finding staff in all kinds of businesses, how has it been for you keeping help of late? Uh, it's it's been okay. You know, again, um, we have a really good crew. Um, you know, there's a good chunk of our employees that have been here since day one. Um, you know, turnovers costly. Turnovers expensive. You know, you gotta spend time to train. You gotta spend time to implement new policies and procedures. And it's it's not an easy thing. You know, even when we went through some periods of being a little short-staffed. It's nice because I can step in and help. You know, um, my fiancé, who doubles as our, you know, GM, steps in and helps. You know, we've got some family members. Um, so we've never been to a point of having, you know, that crunch where it affects the clientele. We've been close, but at the end of the day, you know, we'll, we'll change some stuff up and we'll, we'll get the job done, you know. We've heard all these stories about the public taking it out on the help when waits are longer. I, I mean, I dealt with that just yesterday in a in a medical setting. Ha, have you encountered very much of that? Um, we have encountered it. We have not encountered it very much. Um, you know, nobody has the right to treat our staff inappropriately. Um, the staff knows that, and I make sure the public knows it. Um, you know, we do not take any guff when someone is telling some sort of tall tale on a review or they just come in, you know, uh, nine times out of ten, you can tell if someone's in a bad mood when they come in and sit down. And, uh, you know, I tell my staff that if, if these people are not treating you appropriately, then that's okay because that's their decision. But it's our decision if we choose to serve them. And we politely, or I will go out and apply to go, listen, unfortunately, you haven't been too kind to the staff. 
just dying somewhere else. You know, they don't need it. You know, you know, you never make yourself feel better by taking it out on somebody else. And if there's a mistake that's made on our part, we own up to it and we live with that. But mistakes are mistakes. Everyone makes mistakes. That's why there's erasers on pencils. And if they're just going to take it out and belittle and berate, it's okay. There's enough other places in town that will put up with it. We're not one of them. We're just not. You mentioned some of these social services, rating services like Yelp and the like, and we've all seen it. We look at a place that we know and we know is good, and there's always those three or four. It's the worst, awfulest, baddest place I've ever been to. Do you worry about that? Do you push back against it? Do you just let it go? How do you deal with that? Um, you know, you, you, take, you take every instance on its own. We don't have a clear-cut policy. You have a great amount of people that will sing your praises. And you have a great amount of people that like you but don't do a review. Unfortunately, the majority of people who are leaving reviews are the majority of people who have nothing else better to do than complain and gripe. And, listen, there's enough instances online where if they say, oh, this was terrible, you know, we'll, we'll respond and go, you know what, it was terrible. Um, you know, the tough part is, is that unfortunately in this age of social media, in the age of, you know, where person to person communication has definitely suffered with the advent of texting and social media. Unfortunately, the, the real culprit is the people who can't or are unwilling to say something in person. Yet the minute they walk out the door and get home, they suddenly have found themselves to have keyboard courage, you know, and. Every staff member asks, how was your experience? How was the food? You know, and people will look at us and go, oh, it was great. It was fantastic. But the minute they get home, somehow that opinion has become turncoat, and it was the worst thing ever. And I will call people out. You know, we have security cameras that are recording. So I can tell, were you asked? And you said, oh, it was great. But now you go home. And I was like, oh, this was awful. I ate my entire plate of food, but it was awful. Um, you know, and it's just that kind of stuff that just bothers us because, you know, we are not perfect. Nobody's perfect, but we can't get better if someone doesn't tell us. And that's not letting all the world to see that you're, you know, that something you got was cold or it was undercooked or it was overdone. That's you going, geez, you know what? It was, it's a little cold because we can fix it right there and you can still have great food and have a memorable experience. You choose to kick the can down the road and make it a much larger issue than what it is. This is a difficult business under the very best of circumstances. What advice would you give to somebody getting into it? Don't. Don't. You know, they, the old adage is, um, you know, how do you, how do you turn a big pile of cash into a small pile of cash? Open a restaurant. And, and we've been at it four years, and we have, had, we have had results that are not the norm. But at the same time, we were also prepared, and we operate on things that are not the norm. Um, you know, if you want a different result, you have to enact a different plan. And, you know, there's... There's articles every day. Places are closing. Places are out of business. It's just getting harder and harder with, you know, the, the ups and downs of COVID, the ups and downs of the customer's, uh, you know, attitude and resentment and contentment with your rules and regulations. You know, there's, um, you know, supply shortages for food. There's fluctuating food prices. You know, you can expect to go to a five-star dining restaurant and see crab cakes or a steak that are market pricing, but to have a local pizzeria have market pricing on chicken wings. I mean, my God, we put a man on the moon 50 years ago, but we can't control how much chicken wings cost. You know, it's, it, it, it's a lot of 
it's a lot of stress. It's a lot of anxiety. Um, and it's, it's not for the faint-hearted. It's not an easy thing to do. Um, but, you know, it's something that I committed to a couple years back. And, you know, thank God I've got, a, you know, support of family, friends, and a great clientele. You know, above all, without clientele, without people in seats or ordering foods, we don't have nothing. We're out of business. What has been your experience with third-party delivery apps? I've heard these stories about some of them linking to old menus and people getting upset. And, and have they been an overall positive for you, negative, or somewhere in between? They, they, it's somewhere in between. You know, if they're linking to old menus, that's not their fault. That's the business's fault. you got old menus out there. You're not paying attention. Um, you know, uh, you know, everybody, I see a bunch of restaurants and everywhere griping that, you know, well, geez, they take X amount off my bottom line. I'm like, uh, I can tell you right now, you knew that when you signed the paper, nothing was a surprise, you know? So, um, I tend to like take a look at that kind of stuff. Like I tend to look at credit card fees. It's a cost of doing business. You know, so many more places are taking their, you know, two and a half or three percent credit card feed and throwing it onto the customer and it's like listen we could do that but then their bill becomes you know more expensive you're going to have a bunch of people gripe because they weren't informed of that when they pulled out their discover card or their amex and that creates communication issues so you know you control it the best you can but it's just the cost of doing business and i feel that in the long run we've received more business than we would have had before um, you know, the, uh, we actually, we actually have the ability to do online ordering that includes pickup and to go right from our own website. You don't have to Grubhub, you don't have to DoorDash. And we actually partner with DoorDash on delivery. So, you know, if you're sitting down at the restaurant or you're online at Bella's Geneva and you're looking at ordering food to go, the same prices, the exact same prices. If you go to Grubhub, if you go to DoorDash, you are going to see a higher price, you know, and then you're going to have a delivery fee and you're going to have all this. But if you go to our website and you order food, you can pick up food to go. It's the same price. And if you want to order it for delivery, it's a flat, I believe it's a 6 or $7 fee. Regardless of your, you know, regardless of how much you um, order, um, it's just a it's just a flat fee, and that's done by DoorDash in partner with us, which is fantastic. And we tell people, you know, order online. You know, if you want delivery, delivery is available. You just got to order online. You know, so many people are so um, conditioned to pick up the phone and call to go. You know, but the problem is, is that when you're a restaurant, you know, and you have internet phone, you have someone who speaks softly, you have someone on the other end that might not have good hearing, you have music in the background, you have loud customers, there's a good chance that there's a high probability that something could get messed up through no one's fault, just communication, it's technology. If you go online and you order on the website, you can't mess it up. You point and click, it's, I mean, it's the easiest thing in the world to order on our website. We made it that way. You review your whole order before and you tell it, this is the day I want to pick it up, this is the time I want to pick it up, or I want it delivered, you, you, you pay for it, you pay for it online, and boom, you're done. It sounds like a lot of your attitude, and probably a lot of the reason for your success, is that you see these things, and instead of looking them at them as problems that can't be solved, you look at them as realities that you have to make work as best you can. Yeah, I mean, nothing is foolproof, and 90 5% of everything that we've done in the four years that we've been here is trial and error. 
But life's trial and error. You know, nothing's guaranteed other than you're going to die and you're going to pay taxes. So, you know, you got to learn from it. You navigate it. You try to do, A, what's best for the customer. You try to do what's best for your employees. And you try to do what's best for your pocketbook. Because, again, you want the employees because you like having them here. You want them to come to work and you want them to make money. And you like the fact that they, you know, make a respectable living. Um, you know, there's not one employee on our payroll that is paid minimum wage. Not one. On the same token, you don't want to drive customers out with higher than average prices. You want to stay in the median or low and give them a reason, hey, this is a place you can come to every week. You know, to have a restaurant that's a local restaurant that has high prices and you know, uh, you go there and you sit down, you're like, oh, this was a really great experience. But unfortunately, it's only an experience we can have maybe once every couple of months. You know, if you're a couple and you're going to a restaurant in your hometown and you're dropping 200 bucks or 250 at a place, you're like, wow, we had a great time. But it's not a great time we're going to have once a month. Um, it'll be a Christmas or an anniversary or Valentine's Day or New Year's Eve. And that's fine, too, for places to be like that. You know, we, um, we you know, it's winging it. You know, and the stuff that we've won, you know, that we've, we've, you know, won and it's worked out, we adopt. And what hasn't worked, hasn't worked. You know, last year around late October, we tried to do breakfast and we had great results. But to do that in the middle of COVID, um, to do that at the beginning of fall was not good timing. Um, so we threw it out the window. You know, listen, it's okay. We tried. We had decent results. There's other great places in town that do breakfast and don't do dinner. Let them have that business. We got other things to do. It's okay. With the new year comes a new law. Styrofoam takeout containers are banned. So how much is the difference in cost with the new containers? How hard are they to find? And, and what's the impact on your business? Um. So the good thing is is that there's, I mean, with anything else with different legislation, there's highs and lows. So the good thing is is that we can continue to use our stock until we're out. Because, again, what are we going to do? Just throw them in the garbage? They're going to end up in a landfill? You know, we really try to do our part to reduce our carbon footprint. We really try to do our part to not have a lot of waste. You know, we haven't carried drinking straws in three years. Because, you know, every time you see a video online of, you know, someone in the Caribbean pulling a drinking straw out of a tortoise's nose, your heart breaks, you know. And that goes somewhere. And single-use stuff, I mean, we don't like. I mean, it is it's it is a waste. And it can't be recycled. And it takes fossil fuels to make. So do I agree in principle with being environmentally friendly? And do I think it's a good idea? Absolutely. I absolutely do. Um, you know, on the other side, business-wise, it, it's it's going to take a toll. You know, if it's, you know, the, the off-the-cuff, you know, the uh, a styrofoam container, you know, three, four, five cents for a cost. You know, these new ones that are biodegradable, they're 50 cents, you know. So, you know, you take a look at the difference between five cents. You take a look at the fifty cents. It's like, oh well, it's not bad. It's only forty, forty-five cents different. Different, but when you then take into account that our restaurant goes through several hundred of these a week, 
And then we also have to change over from the small clamshells to the biodegradable clamshells for our to-go salads, which we also go through several hundred a week. Now times that by 4.3. Now times that by 12. You know, if you don't do something to recoup that, that's right off a bottom line that is sometimes in the red to begin with. You know, um, business is good. Business is great. But that doesn't mean that business isn't expensive. You know, food costs for us have gone up anywhere from 20 to 40%. You know, we want everyone here to make a livable wage. So we don't pay a minimum wage. We pay them higher than minimum wage. We want that. You know, we have really tried to not cut staff and cut hours, although we have had because we, you know, slowed down a little bit. So, you know... We really haven't made any concrete choices on how we're going to absorb this expense other than the fact of we have the new product in. You know, it's good for the environment. It's good for the customer. Um, you know, it's in the long run, it's probably good for us. We just have to figure out how to make it all work. You know, at, at some point, the ends have to justify the means and vice versa. You know, but uh, it's to gripe about it and to just, you know, continually, you know, make a big deal out of it. Why? There's nothing I can do. Just do it, move on with life, figure out the best way to navigate it, and we'll figure it out. We have. For those who don't know, where is Bella's and when are you open? Yeah, so we, uh, we're located at 93 Seneca Street in Geneva. Uh, if you're familiar with uh, other great restaurants in town like Eddie O'Brien's, Parker's, uh, Halsey's, we're right across the street from them. We're right across the street from the historic Smith Opera House on Seneca Street. Uh, we are open now six days a week. Um, so pretty much uh, 5 o'clock to 9 o'clock, um, we open up on Thursdays. We stay open till Tuesdays. Saturdays and uh, Fridays, we open at 4.30 to get a little earlier crowd in. We're open a little later on the weekends, of course, with demand. Uh, we're closed on Wednesdays, other than supporting our uh, local Geneva Rotary Club. Yeah. All right, well, thanks for the time. I've learned a lot about the industry today, and we appreciate uh, you taking the time. Thanks a lot, Ted. Thanks for having us on.